up, podcast? This is Match Lava, and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Match Lava, and it is Thursday, so we're almost done with the week. It's gone really, really quick for me, and just been excited to get to the weekend. It's been a while since I've been able to sit down on a weekend and actually just work on my business, and so that's what I'm going to be doing a lot of this weekend. Primarily a lot of listing. I have been slacking on listing, and it shows. I haven't made any huge sales in a little bit, and last or yesterday and last night I didn't make any sales at all. So it was a little bit of a um, a little bit of a, a bummer to have that happen, but it is something that happens from time to time. Just because when you aren't listing, and if you're taking a breather from listing, or maybe you're just not getting to it in time or whatever, your sales are going to dip, and so. That's something important to always keep in mind. The more you're listing, the more sales you'll get. And if you're newer, starting out, you're not going to be able to get as many listings up because you don't have as many items. But if you have a ton of items and maybe you just have these huge uh, death piles, as some people call them, where you have items just sitting there that aren't listed because you've been sourcing so much, get those things listed. That's something that's going to, one, get you more money when they sell, and two, it's going to bring in other sales because eBay likes whenever you list, Mercari likes whenever you list, Poshmark likes whenever you list. I've seen it on every platform so far. I'm not so sure on Amazon. It wouldn't make sense that they like that you list, but at the same time, it's a listing that's kind of favored by pricing on Amazon where on all of these other platforms that I mentioned before Amazon, you have your own listing where Amazon's one singular listing and it has a bunch of sellers on each individual, each listing itself where you know eBay, there's 140 listings for a pair of shoes. Amazon, there'd only be one, maybe 140 different sellers. And so it's it's something to think about and um, you know keep in mind that you need to keep listing and keep things moving through your store and that's just one of the best ways to keep sales moving. So that's something I'm going to be focusing a lot on today and tomorrow and the weekend. Just trying to get those things sorted out because there's a lot of a lot of a lot of sales I want to make. Seriously, I mean, I have a ton of inventory. I don't the past couple of days I got home on Tuesday and I saw just a mound of inventory that hadn't been even sorted and gone through because it arrived whenever I was gone. And so I went through that and then I got home yesterday and again, just another huge pile of new inventory that had just been delivered. And I'm going, okay, I have a lot of inventory here. Now what do I do with it? And today I'm not a hundred percent sure what was delivered. I didn't check into it too much, but I got like 10 FedEx notifications that I had stuff delivered to my house. So there's just a ton of inventory kind of stacking up. I want to get it all moved before Q4 gets here, which is going to be a bit of a tough challenge, but it is September and people do start buying a little bit more near the end of September into October. And then November, December are just your, they're kind of like money months where there's just people spending money wildly trying to buy things for Christmas, just trying to buy things in general because it's the time to spend money. And once people start buying for other people, they kind of get in the buying spirit and then they buy for themselves. And it's just a whole trickle down effect. And so for me, I am trying to get as much capital ready for that as possible. And right now I am super, super capital low just because I bought a lot of inventory recently. I mean, today, today I probably spent, I don't know, Oh gosh, probably like eight or nine hundred bucks just on inventory today, which is crazy. And that's also kind of a, a huge hit because I don't want to just be getting inventory and not selling it. So it will be good to get that all sold. And some of the stuff that I'm buying that is a little bit higher cost is a lot 
of a there all the stuff is kind of very fast movers very quick sellers and so I'm not really spending too much money on big items that I'm sitting on for a while or items that are cost very cost heavy and uh, you know that cost a lot that I'm going to have to sit on for a while I did buy a couple pairs of Yeezys a few weeks back and I did sell those both um, but that was something that I learned my lesson a little bit as to what is my profit going to be and how much money do I want to have on hand and thinking back I had almost wished I hadn't bought those Yeezys before I sold them because I spent 300 bucks a pair and you're sitting there with $600 of shoes and just two pairs of shoes that you don't know when they're going to sell and so fortunately they sold and I did have a little bit of a problem last night with that which is interesting and I'll talk a little bit about that here in a couple of minutes as to what happened but um, you know I, I did I did sell those and now I'm looking at some of the other stuff and wondering when am I going to sell this and how quickly do I need to get it out of here and so that's what I'm going to be focusing on that's really just what I'm pushing right now because there's a lot of inventory I have that I need to sell I just it needs to be gone I, I need to get the capital back I need to keep rolling the inventory um, rolling new inventory into my business and then selling it and getting it out of there so that's what I'm going to be doing and that's really my focus for the upcoming uh, probably a few weeks trying to really hit September hard because if you can hit September hard you can hit October with some capital you're really really cooking uh, for Q4 so it'll be really nice there's a lot of people that I'm watching on Instagram just crush it I love seeing it uh, it's kind of motivating me I mean one of the guys in my group that I'm in is I think he just hit like 350k in sales in the last 90 days absolutely crazy uh, the guy is just an absolute baller and he is doing tremendous things so I really it's really inspiring to see people do that and I think he's a year younger than me too which is crazy um, just to think about how young somebody is to be able to do $350,000 in sales right most people will never even dream of uh, even putting that sort of capital into anything and obviously you've had to put a significant amount of capital into something to get that much in sales out of it and so maybe I don't know what the profit margins are on the stuff that he's selling I, I know that they're not crazy crazy high it's not like he doubled I, maybe he did double his money I don't know but um, regardless I think that it's important to realize what you can do with this reselling game if you're playing the cards right and so for me to look and see somebody in doing the same things that I'm doing but at a much larger scale and roughly the same age as me it's just incredible to see how you can grow in this and and really how much volume you can do I mean like I said 350k in sales in the last 90 days that's that's a quarter of the year that somebody has done that they're, they're on pace to do a one point I don't know 1.4 million like that's that's absolutely ridiculous 1.4 million in a year think about that think about that as a 22 year old kid like that's crazy and that's eBay that's not even Amazon so just looking at that realizing how big this thing can really get if you push yourself and push your your boundaries as to how much you want to get done in a day um, it's really incredible and so I'm going to be doing a lot more Mercari listing that's something I'm going to be focusing on I was just looking a little bit today and Mercari is really easy to list on the desktop now and I didn't realize that I've been pushing a lot of people every time somebody asks me hey how do you list on Mercari I say mobile because it's quicker and typically when I first started out Mercari mobile was quicker the desktop app really wasn't that built out it was kind of crappy um, if you don't know Mercari started out as a mobile app only and then they added on a desktop feature afterwards where they had their website on desktop and accessible to desktop you could listen stuff but it was really really uh, cringy almost to use it wasn't very smooth it was choppy it was there were a lot of features missing from the desktop version now I, I go in there and you just drag and drop 
uh, pictures over to where you want them to be and you can do multiples at a time which is huge so now you're doing I, I think I had like four or five pictures of different clothing items all uploading at one time where on the phone you can only do one listing at a time and that's just because of the way the phone's built and so uh, it's very powerful sometimes to utilize the desktop functions and I've talked about this before I think I just talked about it last week for eBay but utilizing the desktop features of some of these platforms you could really really list things quickly and get your time cut down very very significantly and so that's what I'm going to be doing for the next I don't know into perpetuity I guess until something changes with mobile but uh, getting listings up on Mercari is huge. I, I never have enough time. I always have these pictures sitting in my Dropbox, and now that I have a very quick way to do it, I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be a lot better, and until Mercari rolls out their eBay to Mercari feature for pro sellers, I'm just going to keep doing this and hopefully getting those listings up as quickly as I can, getting a lot sold, getting a lot moved through my Mercari store, and of course, at the end of the month in October, they are switching over to 12.9%, which sucks it's a little bit higher than ebay managed payments right now and somebody was somebody found me on instagram was arguing with me about how ebay is higher than mercari still and if you are on paypal then yes i think you do pay roughly the same if not a little bit more than mercari but mercari is a little bit higher now than ebay for managed payments so that's just something to keep in mind it's, it's actually pretty high right now but at the same time if they have that much traffic going through their store i'm fine with it like I'm fine with it. If, if they're going to get that much volume of, of people going through the store or going through the app or going through their online uh, desktop uh, website and stuff, going through that kind of stuff and looking at my stuff, I, I'm fine with the extra fees if that's going to be how many people are coming through. And so it's interesting. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to get listing on there. And then Poshmark is something that I've done well with in the past it's been something I may have only made like a handful of sales on there but they're always pretty good I always end up selling them for a little bit higher on Poshmark than I do on eBay so that 20% really gets cut out because at that point I'm selling it for roughly the same profit as I would on eBay because I may sell it for a few bucks more on Poshmark and it ends up equating to what it would have sold for on eBay after fees and everything are taken out of both platforms so it's it's important to be on all these platforms I think different uh, different things like list perfectly or like Vendu, like some of these companies that allow you to make one listing and then cross post it to all the platforms they cost a lot of money per month i think but they are kind of worth it so i'm going to be looking into those i know that they do um just a lot of different work within the community of resellers and stuff but it does seem like a pretty enticing thing to have that possibility of listing on all these different platforms now the key is that i can't list shoes and stuff on mercari or poshmark because i don't have them in hand yet and they have a two to three day window i think that you can ship things out where ebay you can set your handling time to 10 15 days and then wait for the item to get there and once it gets there you can sell it so you can sell it immediately after you buy it and so that's something that is a little bit different but that is something i'm going to be changing up so um just looking ahead one thing that i wanted to talk about was like i said last night and this episode's kind of i guess like a bit of a just catch up on everything that's been going on right now but um, for me, I've just had so many weird random things happen that I wanted to talk about them all and kind of compile them all into an episode. But um, just to kind of give you a heads up as to what I've been seeing with reselling and where things have been uh, kind of hitting for me. So yesterday I said that I had shipped out two pairs of Yeezys and that was something that for me was really not anything I've ever thought about before. You just get the pairs of shoes, you put them in the box and then you ship them out. Now, what I didn't think about is where I ship them out of. So there is a shipping station uh, 
around where I can drop off packages. And they, UPS comes and they pick up, I think, from the shipping station like a few times a, a day. And so for me, you're obviously not getting a receipt. You're just dropping the package off there. UPS comes, picks it up, and, and you're good to go. Well, with these platforms like StockX and Goat, a lot of the shoes that I sell on there are pretty highly priced. You're talking about anywhere from 100 to several hundred dollars in shoes uh, for one pair, right? And so I sold two pairs. I think one pair sold for about $437, and the other pair sold for roughly 420 bucks or something like that. They were both pretty high sales. So I have $800 in shoes sitting there, and it's completely unattended to. And I didn't think much about it because I've shipped from there before, but the stuff that I'm shipping out from there is like, I don't know, something that's 30, 40 bucks, nothing crazy, right? If I lose the item, it sucks, but I obviously didn't pay 40 bucks for the item. I probably paid 10. So I'm really only out 10 bucks in whatever fees or whatever they charge me for shipping. But um, looking at these, I paid 300 bucks a pair and then I ended up selling them for 400 bucks a pair. So there's $800 worth of shoes sitting there and I don't have a receipt to prove that I shipped it. And so I was looking last night and GOAT gives you a three-day window to ship, including Saturday. So Saturday is a shipping day for them. And you just have to drop it off at your local UPS. And for me, I did not have that opportunity because I wasn't home. So I figured I'll just drop it off Wednesday morning or Wednesday on my way home and it'll be fine. And so I ended up just dropping them off at the shipping station. I didn't even go and drop them off at the actual UPS. And I figured the UPS guy would just pick it up. And so that was a, a huge mistake, I think, on my part because, one, you can't just figure on people doing things, right? Even though the UPS guy comes daily, if it's a small sale, fine. But if it's a $300 sale, well, I guess a $400 sale, you don't just want to sit that somewhere and hope that somebody picks it up. You want to make sure that that thing gets shipped. You want to make sure and see it gets scanned with your own eyes, right? It's it's important to get those things scanned. And I wasn't thinking I was just kind of going with what I normally do for packages like that. And so I went and dropped it off and I went home and was sitting there. I checked the tracking when I got home and they should have been scanned around 4 p.m. and they weren't. And so I was going, well, now what? What if what if they didn't get scanned? Well, I'm going to lose my sale. I could lose my sale potentially on GOAT and depending on where it is on StockX, like I can end up losing that sale as well. And so I'm sitting there wondering about this and I remember looking at them. I went and checked on them when they hadn't been picked up. I dropped them off earlier in the afternoon and then I checked on them around like four and they looked like they weren't there anymore. So I was a little bit confused because I figured out oh, the UPS guy came already. But when I went home and checked the tracking, because sometimes it can take a little bit to, to um, upload the tracking and stuff, uh, it wasn't there. And so it's now seven o'clock and I'm wondering, well, what, what the heck? What's going on here? Why aren't these uploaded? And so my mind starts racing. And I think this happens to all of us. When something happens, you kind of go to worst case scenario. And for me, worst case scenario is somebody saw those two packages with eBay tape on them and just stole them. And, and for me to lose that much money in sales and then to lose that much money just in general, because, okay, if the sales don't go through, well, I'm not going to lose any money because I didn't pay for the shipping labels, but I will lose the three or the $600 in shoes that I paid for them. And so I was kind of getting a little bit concerned. I'm starting to sweat a little bit and I'm wondering, why didn't you just take them to UPS? You would have seen them get scanned. And now I'm thinking, okay, well, at least I can claim the insurance on them. But I couldn't have because I didn't have a receipt because you have to go to UPS and drop off the package to get the receipt. And I didn't have a receiver receipt because I didn't drop them off there. I just dropped them off at a, a it was kind of like a pickup station for UPS, not an actual one tended by people. And so when you're doing that, you have to realize that some of these sales that you're doing, you have to have a shipping, like a proof of shipment so that if something happens to the item, it is able to be picked up by, um, you can show that you, hey, I shipped this. I didn't just 
fake ship it. I didn't just ship an empty box or whatever. They they waited. It obviously came in at this weight, and I shipped it out, and here's the proof, and they're obligated to believe you and then give you your money for whatever amount of insurance was on the label. And so I didn't have that. And so I could have very easily lost 600 bucks. Now, around 8 o'clock, thankfully, both labels were registered as being picked up. What I think happened is that the person who picks up the labels for UPS just picked them up. I, I'm not sure how it works if they scan them right there and um, maybe they like pick up the package, they scan it, and then they have to go back to UPS and plug in their scanner or something and then it registers and uploads all the tracking information from that or if those scanners all just have like some LTE built into it that they can access the internet uh from anywhere but maybe they just hadn't scanned the packages yet but they picked them up i don't know but for whatever reason tracking uploaded around eight o'clock i breathed a very heavy sigh of relief because i didn't obviously have to worry about six hundred dollars in shoes being missing but it was something to think back on and go okay learning from this moving forward obviously i didn't have them stolen but i'm not going to just drop things off like that and do something haphazardly again when it's that high price of a sale when you have a very high price sale do your due diligence with it. Think about what's the worst that could happen with this, and then what do I need to do to protect myself from that? I know the buying insurance on packages kind of sucks sometimes, but usually it's like a few bucks for several hundred dollars of insurance. And so depending on the carrier and stuff, I've gotten like UPS coverage and FedEx coverage for, I don't know, three to $500 for maybe an extra like three to five bucks. Like it's not that expensive. And when you have a pretty high price sale going like that, sometimes I just buy the insurance because it makes sense. I don't want to have to worry about it. I may end up spending a lot of money in insurance. And then that's, that's a very valid case. And maybe I do need to look into that. But if you want to breathe aside, if you want to at least hit your head, hit your head on the pillow, uh, not worrying at night, whether or not a package is going to get there, that was maybe a $500 or an $800 sale just buy the insurance on it and, and you don't have to worry about it. Make sure you drop it off. Make sure you get a shipping receipt so that they see that you actually dropped it off and you have proof of shipment and you don't have to worry about it. So it's just something to keep in mind. I obviously learned my lesson. I do it all the time with UPS, USPS, like the post office. I go drop things off. I get the receipt. But for whatever reason, it didn't cross my mind yesterday. I just dropped it off and didn't think I needed one. And it did send me into a little bit of a panic when I realized that my packages hadn't been picked up by the time that I thought they had been. So... Um, just think about that. Hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully if you have some bigger price sales coming through or maybe you're selling some sneakers or maybe some higher end collectibles that you make sure you get the proof of shipment and stuff so that you can be completely covered if something happens to the item. Either the person says it never got there or maybe somebody just completely destroys it in shipment. You never know what could happen, but make sure you're covered and make sure you're doing your due, dil your due diligence with that. So um, with that being said, I'm going to go, but hopefully that helps you out and hopefully you have a good rest of your Thursday. I'll get back with you tomorrow with another podcast. And just one thing, if this helps you out in any way or you've gotten any value from this podcast, if you could just go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review, I'd really appreciate that. That kind of stuff really bumps the podcast up and helps other people find it. So that's really the only thing that they use to judge podcasts. And it really, really helps me out if I can reach other people and hopefully provide them some sort of way uh, to make some money on the side. So uh, with that being said, I'm going to go. But you guys have a good one and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.